Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Jen Bryant, a registered dietitian who started out wanting to be a chemist, which is crazy, and quickly realized she didn't enjoy the lab life and found dietetics. Jen has worked in both clinical and outpatient settings, gyms, and currently has her own business, Nourished Nutrition Counseling. Jen focuses on all areas of her clients' lives with a passion for food, functional nutrition, and faith. Please enjoy my conversation with Jen. younger Jenny (laughs) and when did you kind of start kind of when did dietetics get on to your radar as far as a career or you know when did you become interested in the field yeah that's a great question I so actually it wasn't until college um I sort of left high school kind of floundering I didn't know what I wanted to do um I was really good at science like I always excelled in you know, my chemistry classes, my biology classes, I just, I really, I, I felt like I understood it well, and I got it, and I got really good grades, and so I wanted to do something in science, and so I went into college as a chemistry major, Ooh! and so I ended up in this really intense chemistry class, and I was in, in lab for like 16 hours a week, and it was <sighs> I was like, who do I talk to? Like, it's just me and these chemicals. And like, this is terrible. Yes. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I went in and I chatted with my advisor and I said, I don't think I want to do this. Like, what? I need to change something. And so we kind of talked about what were my other interests. And I said, well, I'm kind of interested in health and um, and like nutrition and exercise and that kind of thing. And I'm really good at science. And so he said, well, how about nursing? And so we kind of talked about that for a little bit. And I just, I, I don't know, I just wasn't real, real excited about that. And so he mentioned nutrition and I thought, well, that sounds pretty cool. So, um, and then he said, oh, by the way, we don't have that major here. So <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so if I wanted to do that, you know, I was going to have to transfer schools and which I did end up doing. I decided it was a worthy transfer and I really wanted to do nutrition. And so, um, so that's what, what brought me to Iowa state then. Gotcha. So, I mean, well, you know, I gotta give them props for being, I mean, honest and, being yeah. like, you know, Hey, you know, there's this thing called nutrition, but we don't have it. But yeah, <laughs> that was at least steering you in the right direction. Whereas yeah. some people wouldn't do that for you. Yeah. So, yep, exactly. No, I'm actually really thankful for that conversation because, um, I feel like he really helped me figure out, you know, what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> well, and that's, it's a tough, especially when you were in the chemistry mindset. I mean, my roommate in college was a chemistry major. She's sucking out though. She's like a, like a professor now, but I, you're right. Like you were just, she was in the lab all day, like mm-hmm. every day. And that's all she did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good that you recognize you didn't want to yeah. have chemical chemicals. I, <laughs> well, I'm such a people person. I was like, I really need a job where I am interacting with people during the day, you know, like mm. not, not in a lab. So, so yeah. where did you transfer from then? Where was- I was, I was up at the university of Northern Iowa. 
Okay. Yes, they don't. They don't have that. Yeah. So how was the transition to Iowa State? Was it like, did you have any like, were you, were you ever questioning the change or was it always like, yes, this is where I should be? I knew it was where I should be. Um, it, they did not make it easy. So almost all of the credits I took my freshman year, they only transferred as electives. <gasps> And so, yeah, (laughs) so I was like really behind when I got to Iowa State and um, the curriculum at Iowa State was such, it was developed so that you would take a nutrition class every semester, starting with the easiest class. Well, I needed to take those two easy, you know, freshmen, well, I say easy, they're not really easy, you know that, Um, (laughs) but I needed those two freshman courses to graduate And there was literally no room in my schedule because what they did was they scheduled the other nutrition classes at the same time on the same days. And so Mm. I ended up finally taking those freshman level nutrition classes my senior year. (laughs) And then what was so funny about that was at that point, like I knew too much. And so I (laughs) kept doing terribly on all the exams and I would have to go into my professor and I would have to defend my answer. And I remember her response a couple of times. She just said, wow, Jennifer, you really, you really are thinking about these things well. And so I would end up getting credit, you know, for questions that I missed or whatever. Um, But it was, it was just a really funny experience because I don't, I don't know if they had never had anybody that, you know, (laughs) in my situation, but um, so yeah, I worked my, I worked my booty off and I, um, I took, I think 18 credit hours, uh, my sophomore year. And then at least one semester of my junior year, I can't remember if it was both. And I caught up and I finished still in four years, but it was really, really, really difficult. Well, props to you (laughs) because you do have to grind it out, especially when you're behind a year. And yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, good. So did you do your, did you do your internship at Iowa State then or no, I did not. You so didn't. Yes. Part of the reason I say I knew it wasn't a bad choice was um, my first like weekend at Iowa State. I met my husband. Oh my gosh! Um, no way. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it was so funny because it was kind of a time in my life where I was like, okay. I need to just focus on school. I really wanted to start like studying the Bible a little bit more. And I had like written off boys. I was like, I am not going to have a boyfriend. (laughs) And then like, little did I know I was going to meet my husband at like the opening barbecue, you know, like the first Saturday that I was at Iowa State. (laughs) So So crazy. (laughs) So um, we actually got married just a couple weeks after I graduated and we moved out to California. Was that for his job? It was for his his job. Yep. He works for Intel. Oh, And so we did it. He did an assignment out there in the Bay Area. And so while we were there, I got a job as a diet tech at Stanford. Um, And that was just a great experience. I learned so much. I saw what it would really be like to be a clinical dietitian. Um, And then that assignment was over. And we knew it was going to be over. It was just a short term. So I was only there a year. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started applying for internships um, probably early that January and we were moving back here in May. And so I was looking to start something, you know, in August. And so I applied with the university of New Mexico 
Um, and I got accepted to that program. And so I did my internship at the University of New Mexico, and then I finished my master's degree there as well. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. I love that you, you know, did the in-between diet tech thing. Um, I just feel like that is such an area that isn't talked about enough that it's an option to get, you know, just your feet wet and kind of see what it's like to be in that role. Do you, and like you said, it was super beneficial for you. It really was. And I feel like when I was in school, and I don't know if this is specifically at Iowa State or if this happens in all dietetics programs, but I feel like there was such pressure to get an internship. And it was like, if you don't get it right out of college, like you're just like, it's over. Like you right. have to decide on something else then. And I just <laughs> felt like it was this, it was such pressure And so, um, I actually got accepted to the internship at Berkeley. Um, but we were in the Bay area. I had never lived there before. There was a chance that I could be placed anywhere within like a two hour radius of Mm. where I lived. And I just thought, gosh, with my first year being married, like, I don't want that. You would never be home. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. So I turned that down and I um, started looking for jobs and the Stanford job just, it fell into my lap and it was just such a great fit. And I actually, I honestly think that that work experience helped me get into the internship here in New Mexico because um, they only accept nine or 10 students a year and they're the only internship program in the state. And so it is really hard to get an internship here. And so um, I'm really thankful for that job at Stanford. I felt like that was a really good stepping stone. I learned a lot. It got me into, you know, the internship that I wanted here. And so it actually, it all worked out. It was great. Yes, I love that you spoke to that. So thank you for sharing that because I, I had no idea that was even an option when I finished um, school at all yeah. like did not even know it was on my radar and you're right there was so much I still feel like there's a lot of pressure to get an internship now just working with students and things like that I think it's still very prevalent and very similar to when we were going through the internship program and so always keep that in the back of your head people that are listening that that's an option for sure yes absolutely and like I said I think it worked out better for me you know to take that year off and I made a little money so you know the the internship wasn't so financially draining um so it really I mean it was a good it was a good decision and you're going to be a wife and enjoy your marriage for the first you know like all of that is a huge thing too yeah absolutely so got your math. So did you, you did your internship. Did you go right into a master's program or was I, that later? I did. So, um, let's see, I'm trying to remember the timeline. Um, so I finished my internship and those internship credits counted towards the master's program. And so nice. at that point I was like a third of the way done, you know, with, with, oh, yeah. my, with my master's program. And so, Um, I just continued on and that second year of my master's program, I ended up getting a job um, and this, this was my first job ever. And, and this was actually my longest job. I was there for like 10 years. Um, And this is, it's just so funny how things work out, but I was doing my clinical rotation at the university hospital here. And one of the 
uh, dietitians that I was working with, she was a NICU dietitian and she said, Hey Jen, I have this friend who um, is moving away and she works at this clinic teaching weight loss classes. And so they're really looking to replace her. And I think that you would be really good at that. And so I just kind of thought, huh, well, that's interesting. And so I called about the job and it was, it seemed really awesome to me at the time because it was teaching evening classes or weekend classes, which worked great with my school schedule. And, you know, for the amount of time that I was going to be spending in class, I was getting paid pretty well. And so Mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out and I'm going to, I'm going to apply for this job. And so I went uh, for what they what they actually did. This is a, at an endocrinology clinic, and they had a weight management program where they put people on pretty strict diets. They used very low calorie diets and used the Optifast Shake mm-hmm. um, program, where so people are doing five or six shakes a day and no food, and it's eight hundred calories. And they just, you know, they lose weight super rapidly. And so what they requested of me is that I come to a class before I decide if I wanted to work there because they would think it would be a good fit for you. And so I sat in that class and I just remember sitting there hearing some of these people's stories and I was just so excited to like help these people, you know? And so, um, so I applied for the job and I got it and um, it very quickly uh, turned into a full-time position. So, um, when, right away, when I finished my master's degree, um, they asked me to come on and like within a month, I ended up becoming the director of diabetes education. And then I was also still working in the weight management program. And then I also ended up running their bariatric surgery support group as well. Oh my gosh. And that's interesting how your friend like saw saw something in you and said, I think you'd be really good for this. Yeah, I know. I think about that a lot, actually, because I didn't even know her very well. You know, she was my, (laughs) she was my preceptor. We were doing like NICU dietetics, you know, we were calculating like TPNs and, (laughs) you know, so I do, I think it's really funny that she, that she saw that in me. And then that, that ended up being, you know, a wonderful job. And so I, like I said, I was there for almost 10 years. So. So 10 years is a long time to, you know, just be vested in a job and to, I mean, you do put your whole heart and soul into something like that. So what, what kind of transitioned you out and changing your direction? Yeah, that's a great question. So it was actually a pretty abrupt transition. So after seven years there, I, I actually was pregnant and I had my son And so I transitioned to part-time at that point. Um, So I gave up my role as diabetes education program director, and I decided that I only wanted to work in in weight management. And so uh, I went from, you know, doing a lot to doing less. And Mm -hmm. that way I could stay home with my son, um, you know, in a part-time capacity. And so that was the first kind of transition. And then the second transition came three years after that when I got pregnant with my second. And my husband got the job opportunity to go to Ireland for a couple years. And we just 
could not turn that down. Right. So, <laughs> wow. So I told, you know, we, we talked about it a lot, you know, what's best for our family. And I said, I really think it's best if we go. And if I just maybe take a couple years off, um, I wasn't allowed to work in Ireland anyways, because um, I didn't have a work visa uh, mm. overseas. So, um, so I stayed home, but it was funny because what I ended up doing over there was sort of some volunteer Um, diabetes education. And I also ran a, again, I wasn't getting paid for any of this, but it was, it was so fun. It kept me, my mind sort of like in the game. Um, I ran a group exercise class for a bunch of my friends. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. So, um, so that was really fun. Yeah. All, all of my, I don't even know if you want to call them clients, quote unquote clients there were just (laughs) friends, you know, people at church maybe that just needed some help or whatever. And so I would do short little visits and then I had my little exercise group that I did once a week. So what a great opportunity. How could you turn that down? No way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. It was, it was, it was amazing too. I mean, I, I still, I would never do anything different. It was a great experience. And it probably worked really well with having little ones at home Then you know, you could be more mom and doing that, yeah. but still enjoying some of that stuff that you in like to do with your profession on the side yeah exactly and that was actually when I started my blog um I had a bunch of clients from the clinic that I worked at who were just like so missing you oh (laughs) yes and so I said you know what let me let me start a blog and I'll post some recipes I'll post some healthy tips things like that and then that way you can follow along and you can still stay kind of in touch and stay motivated, you know, with me that way. So that was, that was, um, that was a really good start actually to my business now. So that was kind of the genesis of, um, getting out on my own and starting my own thing. So then is that when you, when you returned back to the United States, was that kind of what you were thinking? You're like, Hey, I can do, (laughs) no, you weren't at all. Wasn't on your radar. (laughs) Which is so funny. I was really happy staying at home. Um, My daughter, when we moved back was a little less than two. So we moved there when she was like seven weeks old. Um, (laughs) I know, I know. I look back on that. I'm like, I don't know how I did that. You made it. You made it. That was crazy. Um, so we moved back and she was a little less than two. And I thought, you know, I kind of like this stay at home thing. Like, this is kind of cool. I started getting involved in my church quite a bit at that point. So I started, um, leading some women's Bible studies. And so that was kind of like my outlet for that time. And then I was still doing my blog. So I was still posting recipes and posting articles. I would like write, you know, write things and, um, and lots of people were reading them. And so I thought, well, this is, this is good. This is how I'm staying in it right now. And that I was totally happy with that. And then um, I don't remember exactly how long, maybe six months after we came back, I had gotten a membership at the YMCA here in New Mexico. And I was approached by one of the trainers who was, it, she was in charge of the group exercise program at the time. And she said, you know, Jen, I know you're a dietitian. I was wondering if you might be interested in teaching some nutrition classes here. I just think that would be so great for our members and it would give us a little something extra, you know, uh, over all the other local gyms. And so I thought about it and it was a great fit at the time because it was just very part-time and they also have childcare there. Oh, nice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anytime I would go teach a class, you know, I could just drop my daughter off at the childcare 
Um, and so that was really fun. And then I started seeing a few individual clients there. And that was kind of the genesis of, oh, I want to start my own business because I was having some great success at the Y. And as an employee of the Y, of course, um, you only get like half of what you charge the client, right? And so I thought, there are some things that I really want to do differently than what I'm allowed to do with the Y. Um, and one of those things was that I, I really wanted to bring like a faith aspect into what I do with people. Um, and I couldn't do that at the Y. And then also, you know, there's obviously the financial incentive there. I was like, I could do this on my own, you know? And so that was really when I decided, okay, I want to, I want to start my own, my own business. That's exciting. Well, you know, and I, I feel like, don't you think that those like little in-between steps, you know, maybe it wasn't a planned thing, but it definitely was the thing that kind of got you to where you are today. Well, and I learned so much from that job at the Y because I had to create all of my own, um, you know, new client forms, my own note forms, my, like all of it. And so, you know, by the time I, well, I actually never left the Y. I still teach classes there once a month. Do you? Do you get a membership? (laughs) I do. That's That's part of why I do it. And actually my kids just got home from the YMCA camp and I get half price on all their stuff. So can't beat (laughs) that. That's why I still do it. But actually, no, I really enjoy teaching classes there. And I have some really regular people that come to like all my classes, you know, and, um, so that it was just a great learning experience. I feel like it was the springboard for starting my own business. I feel like during that year or year and a half that I was there seeing clients one-on-one, I really started developing like on my own, how do I want to work with clients? Because in the whole 10 years that I was at the endocrinology clinic, you know, they were the ones dictating that. They were the ones saying, here's what you do. And of course I had some input in that, but you know, you're still, you're still working for a company. You're still under them. And so I feel like my time at the Y really gave me the freedom to um, figure out how I wanted to do things. So I'm really thankful for that. For that, yeah, it was kind of like the pre-planning of you know, like you were getting paid to. It was <laughs> to do it, it all. exactly. <laughs> it really was. So yeah, it was. It was a great stepping stone for sure. So now, how long? So first of all, what's the name of your business? Um, my business is called Nourished Nutrition Counseling. Okay, and how long have you been doing your own business then? Since um, November of 2017, so okay. about th- three and a half years. Yeah. Well, you, at least you got it. I always, when I, people are like, oh, I started a business last year and I'm like, ooh, good for you. So at least you kind of got in before too much has changed, but also some good change, I'm sure, for your business yeah. as well. Well, and it was interesting because um, when I started it, um, I had already decided that I wanted to make my practice mostly virtual. Oh, perfect. And so I was already, I, really not that much changed for me during COVID, to be honest, there were a couple of months where I think I just didn't have very many new clients because people were, you know, just, they weren't doing anything for a couple of months and they were nervous about finances and whatnot. And so, um, but other than that, I I don't feel like I've really been too affected. That's awesome. And I know that you, 
um, you have, you kind of, like you said, you kind of have a faith focus. So maybe talk about like, just kind of what your ideal client is and how you've kind of formed your business. Yeah, sure. So, um, I started off actually, it's, it's even in the three and a half years that I've been doing this, it's kind of morphed a little bit. Uh, and I think it's so funny because I started in the weight management, uh, you know, sphere. And now I like almost do the opposite. (laughs) Not quite like opposite would be like helping clients gain weight or something, which I do. I do do that sometimes, but, um, but so I started off really wanting to do functional nutrition. So I studied and studied and studied and learned so much the first year I, I joined, um, dietitians in integrative and functional medicine, uh, the dietetics practice group. And that still is such a wonderful resource for me. Um, but I learned more about gut health. I learned more about the genetics and nutrition and the testing for that. And so I just really wanted to do like the good hard testing and really help people who maybe didn't get any answers anywhere else. Um, And so that's kind of where it started. And then as I was, so I'm running my business and I'm also teaching Bible study at at my church. And I was thinking back on my 10 years of working in the weight management clinic. And I was thinking, okay, what, who were the people that I saw be really successful with this? And what were they doing differently than the people who were maybe struggling or, what I called my frequent flyers at the clinic, right? Like they would do Mm -hmm. great for a month or two and then you wouldn't see them for a while. And then they would come back a year later, you know, having regained all their weight and really struggling again. And so I just, I was really trying to figure out, okay, what is the difference here? What makes people successful? And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about a couple of my very specific clients that really made an impact on me and their life was very balanced. So when you look at, okay, do they have social support? Do they have a faith that they practice? Um, and you know, looking at it, it didn't necessarily need to be like my faith that I practice, right. Which is, is, uh, as a Christian, But like Mm -hmm. any faith just seemed to really give people more meaning and more motivation to what they were doing. And so as I was kind of thinking through this and thinking, okay, I really want to help people get to the root cause of things, which is the functional nutrition piece, right? But I also really want to help people be successful with this long-term. I was thinking my practice needs to be faith-based. It needs to include um, stress management, social support, all the things that I was seeing that were really getting in the way when people were not being successful um, at the clinic. And so that's kind of what I, and that's really where my practice is. So I do the functional medicine piece. I do the GI map testing. I do the nutrigenomics testing. um, And then I also, if the client is interested, obviously I don't force anybody to do like a faith-based you know, counseling or program if, if that's not what they want to be doing. Um, but if they're interested in that, then that's a piece that we work in as well. And so that's been really fun to just kind of see it all come together. 
um, I just never thought that like, this is what I would be doing, you know, but it's perfect because it's doing the two main things that I wanted to do, which was get to the root cause of, of people's issues. And then also just make sure to incorporate the whole person's life, which includes their faith. I think that's amazing because you're right though. Like there's just so many different facets than just food. And if you don't address those other facets, then you're not getting the big picture. And I think that's what functional nutrition truly is. Yep, exactly. So you're hit. That's, and I think it's great that you also are touching on your own passion just personally too with like faith and you're incorporating that and offering it as a service with those people that do want that as part of their healthcare. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so fun to work with those people that are really interested in, in, you know, tapping into their faith and using some of those principles in it because you really see their whole outlook change. Um, it's like, there's, it's so interesting to me how some of the intuitive eating principles go right along with like what I'm teaching them from the Bible. So, um, just a, a quick example, um, you know, there's talk about the fruits of the spirit in the Bible. And so you've got, um, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And so what we do is we kind of wrap all of these qualities into their treatment. And so we're using their faith, but then we're also using some of those intuitive eating principles. And so, um, you know, what I'm seeing with people is these these mostly ladies, although I do have a couple of men right now that I'm working with, but they've got this history where they have just struggled their entire lives with trying to lose weight. Um, they've got a terrible relationship with food. You know, it's thought mm-hmm. of as the enemy. Um, they're just so unhappy with their bodies. There's so much pain, you know, when they come to me. And so then watching them make that transformation and watching them start to respect their body and actually enjoy what they're eating and using bits of self-control along the way and being really proud of that, you know, it's just such a fun transformation to watch. So it's been, it's just so rewarding. I love it. And not, not everyone can say that, right, about their jobs. So that's amazing that you feel like it's energizing you and it's like, giving you the purpose that you want with your job, which, you know, a lot of people can't say that. Yeah. Well, and one thing I've started doing a little differently is uh, I spend a little more time with somebody on the phone before I decide I want to work with them. So I'm doing a little bit better job of screening. Um, And so if somebody comes to me and they say, I really want to lose weight, that's my main goal. Um, I don't, write them off right away, but I ask them more questions because I am at the point in my career now where I don't want weight loss to be the number one goal. So if they have other goals, like, you know, there's some health concerns or they maybe want to try the more intuitive eating path, um, then that, that could definitely be a client that I want to work with. But if somebody is just so focused on weight loss and they're willing to do anything to achieve that goal, then that's not really a person that is a good fit for me and my practice. And so, you know, if that's somebody, I don't just leave them hanging. I have a couple other dietitians that I refer to that really do enjoy working with people that are in that, in that space. But 
Uh, me personally, I, I don't know if I got burnt out after my 10 years in the weight management clinic yeah. or what, but um, that's just not my passion. I think I saw some of the damage that that did for people. And, um, and I feel like at this point in my career, I've found a better way to do it. And so that's what I want to do with people. And I think that's a great point to make about, you know, a seasoned dietitians that, you know, what we started out doing, you kind of do kind of get more comfortable with your experience and just being in the profession longer that you're okay saying no to a client as not a good fit. Yes, exactly. And I do think it's important. And I think I, I don't do this enough either. But I think it's really important to know who are the other people to refer to when you don't feel either comfortable working with a particular situation or you don't feel um, like it's a good fit for you. Maybe you just don't want to work with that type of client. Um, I think it's really important that we refer and that we acknowledge that we're not the best at everything. I don't know everything, you know, if, um, for example, like an eating disorder client comes to me, I have another dietitian that I refer to first. And there's some times where I'll take them in towards the end of their treatment, you know, when they're starting to kind of come through the clouds, but, you know, I acknowledge that that's not my specialty. And so I think it's important to know when to when to refer somebody. Absolutely. I agree with you. I've, I'm totally fine doing that now as I, you know, like, and I feel like, I don't know about you, but when you were, you know, earlier on in your practice, I would get like nervous about upcoming appointments. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this appointment or I don't know if I'm like the right fit. Yeah. And now, and now I'm like, eh, I just, you know, there's someone else that's much better for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's okay to be picky. Yes, it is. <laughs> Although it I is. do say working with a lot of different kinds of people early on is helpful because then you can sort of um, narrow down like who are the people that you really truly enjoy working with? What are the conditions that you truly enjoy working with? And so you can, it kind of helps you find your passion in a way. Totally. I agree. Yeah. And you have, I know that I was, well, I do, I have to say, I love how you name your packages for your clients. I think that's adorable. Um, <laughs> Thank you. She has her cherry package and it blue in a berry. Is there a blue, is it blueberry or just berries? Just berry. Berry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I think that's genius. <laughs> um, and you have a program too. And that I think is, has it been around or is it just launching for the first time this it's- year? Yeah, it's pretty new. So it just came out, uh, let's see, about two months ago, maybe not even quite two months ago. Um, And it is called My Food and Faith Program. And it, it has been so wonderful because I was feeling a little bit tapped out in terms of like one on one client time. Um, but what I was seeing is people were coming to me, they were wanting to work with me, but they didn't necessarily have the time to do one-on-ones, but they needed a little bit of like guidance and counseling and they needed more than just like a one-time appointment. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, what in the world do I want to do with this? And a couple years ago, I actually started writing a book and, um, Well, thanks. Nothing has happened with it yet. Well, that's not true. (laughs) So my book actually ended up becoming this food and faith program. So the food and faith program is based on the book that I wrote, which I'm, I'm not, 
um, I'm not giving up at all on publishing it. It was sort of one of those things where I finished it like two years ago and I wanted to just sit on it for a little bit and then go back and reread it and change some things if I wanted to, because I do feel like in the last two years, my perspective and my, my, the way that I do things has changed some. And so I wanted to go back and review it. And that was when I sort of had this idea, okay, this is what people need. They need something like this, but they need it to be like a tangible program that they can buy, that they can go through every day. And then uh, what happens is when they finish a week, so it's an eight week program. Um, and what it does is it's, it's so funny. People ask me, well, what is it? Is it a diet? I'm like, no, it's not a diet at all. In fact, um, if you were going to describe it as anything, you would probably say that it's more like a Bible study than a diet. What it does is it basically helps people transform their mind about how they think about food or their body or nutrition or their health or whatever they're, they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it takes them through eight weeks and at the end of each week, they get a, an email from me. It's an automatic email, but you know, it comes from me and it has, um, three or four, uh, sort of ending questions to the week. And they're supposed to email me and let me know what they're learning. What are their goals? What are they struggling with? And so this way I can kind of walk alongside people and give them some help as they go through the program. Um, and then they do, if they purchase the program, they have access to it for six months. So actually they could do it, you know, two or three times in that six months if they want to. And I've, um, like I said, I just started it, but I had one person just finish it. She's just finished with the eight weeks and she's like, I'm going to do that again. That was, that was amazing. I learned so much. Like, I feel like um, she used the word food freedom. She said, I feel like it, this food has always had this hold on me. Like I was always counting. I was counting calories. I was counting fat grams. I was counting all these things. And it was so, um, I, I just felt trapped in this mindset, right? And so she said, I finally feel like I can be free a little bit. Like, it's okay for me to eat that piece of chocolate every once in a while, you know, or um, whatever and whatever it is. And so that was really encouraging to hear that feedback from, she was my first one that finished it. So, <laughs> oh, that's exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 So that's been great. So that's a good option if people, you know, don't have the time or the money to work one-on-one -on -one with me. Um, you know, that's, that's something that they can kind of work through on their own and still get some of the benefits of, um, having that accountability. And then obviously the, just all the concepts that help change, change the mindset about that. I love it. I love that you created a program that aligns with a book that's sitting there waiting to be published, <laughs> which I hope you do, because I think that would be amazing. I hope so too. I hope so too. COVID kind of put a damper on all my plans, you know, because I ended up being a business owner and also a homeschool mom oh, for yes. over a year. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you got to turn into teacher mode with kiddos instead of yeah. adults, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and my, you know, during that whole time, my clients were my priority. So I, you know, I still was meeting with clients and everything, but all the other things that I sort of had going on kind of got put on hold last year. So sure. 
that's okay. It's always yeah. good to pause. And I love how you wrote it and you've been sitting on it because you like to go back and review. I think that's another kind of good tidbit of advice because, you know, things do change and how you think of things change. So that's not a bad thing to go back and review. Well, and as I was writing the program, it was really interesting. There are definitely parts of the book that will not be there. Gotcha. <laughs> if I publish it. Um, just because, you know, I, I was thinking, well, I had, I had about eight people read through the book uh, two years ago when it was finished. And I got some feedback from it. And one of the things that they said was that it was just a little too much. It was a little too much information. It was a little too wordy. And so part, a part of the program, me putting the program together was to really narrow it down and streamline it into, okay, what is really important? What are the key takeaways for this week? And how can I get those into words as streamlined as possible so that the person is only spending five to 10 minutes a day on this rather than, you know, 30. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, so it's, it's definitely more streamlined and a little bit easier, um, more user-friendly, easier for people to do and make time for. So what is on, what does the future kind of look like for you and your business? Are you kind of good right now with your new program or what's kind of on the horizon? Yeah. So I haven't really marketed my program very much um, to this point. I have, you know, a couple handfuls of people working through it right now and I'm getting feedback from them. And so as I get feedback, I'm making some changes. Not a lot of changes, thankfully. Most of the feedback has been really positive. Um, But that is my next step. I'm going to start marketing it hard. And I think um, I am. So I'm starting to develop some strategies for that, some social media strategies, things like that. Um, I think I'm at the point where I can maybe pay for a little bit of advertising. So that's that's my focus next. I want to. I want to um, be a little more present on social media and I want to market my program a little bit more. So that's kind of the focus for the rest of the year. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited yeah. for you. I think you can tell just by the way that you talk about what you're doing that you, it just excites you. It like lights the fire in you. Yes. I love what I'm doing right now. I, t- I told my husband, I was like, if you would have told me five years ago that I would have my own business and then I would be doing genetic testing and GI map <laughs> testing and using the Bible with my clients, like I would have laughed in your face <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing it all. I think it's really cool that you're doing the G, GI map testing too and the and what did, what did you call the other test the um new, it's the company that I use is called Nutrigenomics okay um, with an DNA and that's yes. the DNA testing okay yes mm-hmm. and you go through like you do the testing like you they order it through you and then you actually go through the results with the, your client and kind of explain everything to them yep exactly yeah when when you get the reports back for both of them the the Nutrigenomics test is a little bit more like layperson friendly um, but the GI map test, if you did it and you looked at the results, I mean, even before I started doing it myself, I had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, you can't just do the test and then understand it, you know, unless you have the, the background. Absolutely. And I have had that test and it is, you're right. Like when you look at it, you're like, 
what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you definitely need someone that knows. (laughs) And it's very, I think it's a very beneficial test for anyone that has GI issues. Yes. Trying to kind of figure out a bigger picture of what's going on and going on with their health. It's a very valuable test. It really is. I had one of my clients, um, I actually ran into her at a 4th of July party just a few weeks ago. And she like ran up to me and hugged me and like started crying. And she's like, I just, I can't even tell you how much you have changed my life. Like I thought I was dying with my GI issues. And like, I am like a totally different person now. Like I have energy, like I can play with my kids. I can do my job. I, you know, and she just went on and on. And I, you know, I mean, that's why you do what you do, right? Like that makes it all worth it. That was such a great, that was a great day. (laughs) Oh, that's, and it's good to hear that feedback that you I mean, like you said, it's not, in, the gut is not an easy thing. So if you can help someone kind of decipher what's kind of going on, people will love you forever. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm excited to kind of see how, you know, how your program goes. I'm, I'll be keeping my eye out for a published book in the next few years, maybe. And yeah, keep me updated on anything exciting and new and, um, I know I follow you on social media and I'll share all your links in the show notes. So people are interested in just your, you know, the way that you practice and how you've incorporated some different angles. I think that that's an awesome thing that you're doing in the dietetics profession. Yeah. Thanks, Anne. All right. You ready for the hard questions? Yes. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) Uh, Share with me some foods that you enjoy. Oh my gosh. I love carbs. <laughs> Yay. So I, I'm like such an Italian girl. I do have some Italian in my jeans and I just love pasta and I love pizza. And we went to Italy a few years ago and I just, mm. I loved everything that I ate there. So <laughs> I think, I think Italian food is, is like my, that's my thing. I love it. Top of your list. Yes. How about, how about beverages that you enjoy? So I don't, I don't drink a lot other than water, but I do really enjoy a good glass of wine. And as I was thinking about this question, I thought, you know, more than the wine, I love like the fellowship that it brings when I'm with good friends, you know, sitting around a table or just having a good glass of wine and some good food like that, that is my jam. I love it. I love talking to people. I love connecting with people and I just really love building relationships. There is, you're right. There is something about that food or that cocktail that you have with people that you just, you know, bring joy to your life. It's like irreplaceable. Oh, good. Uh, How about scents or smells you enjoy? Yeah. So I have a diffuser in my office and anytime I'm trying to do something creative, like writing or, Um, My other little uh, creative thing that I've been doing for Instagram is, you know, developing little graphics for Mm. uh, like on Canva, you know, Mm -hmm. getting a little creative with that. And so I like to diffuse. I have a grapefruit oil that I just love. I feel like it energizes me. It's like fresh. I just love it. I'm going to have to try that. I need... um some some like good vibes when you're trying to be creative being creative is difficult I think so I feel like you do need to like set the ambiance for that yes I agree I'm I'm very logical minded so creativity does not come easily for me I have to (laughs) I have to really make it happen (laughs) 
Uh, if you are not a dietitian, what profession do you think you would be doing? Well, I mentioned this earlier, but I really, really got into my women's Bible study when I came back from Ireland. And so I think I would do that. I think I would do something in my church with leading women or counseling women or something like that. I feel like that is something you will incorporate in your life in the future for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a part-time thing anyways, because I do lead women's Bible study at my church. <laughs> oh, do you we'll see? You're already kind of doing it. Now if you yeah. can just make a million dollars. I know. It, right? I know. Which you can't <laughs> ever. So <laughs> it comes back like there's no money. There's no price you can put on that kind of it's true. experience it's true. though. True. That's yes. kind of true. Yeah. Um, and what brings you joy in life? Yeah, so I'm going to just read what I wrote you because I don't okay. think I can say it any better. Okay. Um, so as a Christian, ultimately my joy comes from God, but I really enjoy using that joy to develop good and meaningful relationships where I can encourage people to live their life to the fullest. I thought that was beautiful. Like that is like a quote that you would read in like an inspirational book. I feel like <laughs> maybe I should make a, make a Canva graphic with that. You should. Quote. I think you should because it is, it is very true. Like those connections, I mean, those are, that's the purpose that we have on this earth, right? Is to make connections with people just like us connecting randomly through uh, <laughs> an event that, you and I didn't even know where we were going to be there at yes. the same time. So yes. that's the kind of things that I feel like vibes kind of attract vibes and kind of, you just, you find the people that you're meant to find. Absolutely. Well, I, I thank you for this fantastic conversation today and um, I will look forward and support you in any way. And I think that if anyone's interested in, you know, just your approach, definitely reach out and have that start that conversation. Absolutely. Thanks, Sam, for having me. So Jen actually and I, we connected through the Nutrition Entrepreneurs Spring Summit this past spring. And she was on the, you know, at the summit, it was virtual. And she kind of reached out to me when she realized I am from Iowa and she went to Iowa State University. So we had that little connection, which I thought was very awesome that she reached out. And that led to this fantastic conversation with her. I definitely feel all the vibes from her when it comes to how passionate she is about her her you know private practice and I think it's a very interesting angle that she took she takes on with incorporating faith into her practice you know there's a lot of people that are very faith driven and I think you know it's just another way that we can find those clients that are appropriate or you know destined to kind of work with us and I know that she, you know, having that passion herself and living that in her daily life is definitely going to resonate with future clients for her. If you'd like to kind of talk with Jen a little bit more about what she's doing, you can uh, go to her website, nourishnutritioncounseling.com, and then you can find her on social media through the website. She's got links through there, but she is on Instagram at nourishednc. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.